This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good day. My name is Tolu George, and I'm the Senior Associate Pastor of Jesus House for All Nations in Cape Town. And I'm speaking to you on Everyday Living on Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Today, I'd like to continue my discourse on Raising Generation Next. And today, I would like to look at the necessary skills for parenting. There are a couple of necessary skills that a parent, a successful parent, needs when parenting their child. And I'm just going to run through a couple of them over the next couple of minutes. The first thing is a parent needs to know what weapons to engage in discipline. A parent should not become overly judgmental and overbearing in the face of their offspring's shortcomings. There's no need to become excited and lose control when confronted by minor or sometimes grievous mistakes made by our children. We should show some humanity and empathy. We should also make an effort to evaluate each situation in a deliberate way without becoming carried away by rage to the extent of losing all reason. Many parents become inhumane when they handle their child's missteps. They forget that they themselves were once young, foolish, and mischievous. They react as though their child is the first ever to misbehave. The first thing, the only thing that this does to the child is to develop resentment or indignation at the hypocrisy on display because many times the child may know ways in which you are equally guilty of the same or similar misdeeds. A child will develop a higher level of respect for a parent who can comprehend the issues at hand and tackle them in a level-headed and solution-oriented matter. The idea behind correcting a child is not releasing your rage that you feel. The whole idea is to help the child in question see that living a certain way is not profitable. Mistakes can be made, but they can become stepping stones to the acquisition of wisdom on how to live life in a more productive and profitable manner. You know, I once heard a story about a very religious couple somewhere in the Western world whose 17-year-old daughter was dating the 19-year-old son of another religious couple. I think they belonged to the same church. And one day, the two young lovers actually had sex and somehow the girl's parents heard about it and they were so angry. They called the police. They got the law enforcement involved and they had this boy arrested. They had the boy tried and they had the boy jailed in a federal penitentiary for several years. And you know what the tragedy was? The poor boy had already been accepted at several universities and he had a bright future ahead of him. But they had him apprehended, tried and incarcerated for statutory rape because the girl was 17 and was technically a minor. Now his name has been added to a list of sex offenders alongside dangerous rapists and pedophiles and he's likely to stay on that list for the rest of his life. 
You know, as I thought over the case, and um, I'm also a person of deep faith myself, and I perfectly understood the annoyance of the parents. They believed that the boy had defiled their daughter and had forced her to go against the teachings that they had spent a lifetime trying to instill. They might have been unaware of the far-reaching consequences of their quest for punishment and their righteous indignation. They failed woefully to demonstrate that mercy must triumph over judgment. In fact, if I remember correctly, the police was trying to warn them that, look, please don't go this way because you're going to, but they were so angry. No, he has to be taught a lesson. They overlooked the fact that mistakes can be made even when you have the best of intentions. And they went ahead and they ruined a young life simply because they could not see beyond their righteous rage. They couldn't see it. That things happened between teenagers. Of It wasn't like a 19-year-old boy and a 5-year-old girl. It was a 19-year-old boy and a 17-year-old girl. We must raise children who can forgive others. But most importantly, we must raise children that can forgive themselves. And we can only demonstrate this by choosing to be objective in our analysis of each issue, to recommend the appropriate disciplinary choices, and to forgive honest mistakes. The second thing, the second skill that a parent needs is the ability to perfect the balancing act between despair and humor. Being a balanced parent requires that you see beyond your difficulties and still laugh at your troubles. Trust me, you will need some humor to, to survive this world. The ability to laugh at your circumstances is a skill you need to learn because laughter reduces anxiety and tension which you face in the face of difficulty. Nothing is ever as bad as it seems. Neither is everything as good as it appears. But we must accept that the best of times will sometimes come alongside the worst of times. And we have to teach our children the same. Things only look as bad as we make them look. So if you look closely, there'll be something to laugh about in every situation you face. Laughter does the heart a tremendous amount of good. And we cannot overemphasize this. And laughter cleanses the atmosphere from heaviness and it minimizes the misery of a person's heart. Teach your children to laugh loud and laugh always. The happiest and best adjusted people on earth are not people who are living devoid of contradiction, discouragement and difficulty. They have just found a way to manage their stress by looking at life from a less rigid point of view. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. You have to be able to see the joke in every situation. And if you cannot see the joke in that situation, go online. You'll find many things that make you laugh. My daughter is an expert at finding stupid memes and stupid videos which make you laugh. In fact, I'm remembering one from yesterday. And they lighten the tension. They make you less heavy, less depressed, less. You see, depression is a spirit. You have to put on the garment of it. So part of it is either playing nice music or listening, watching videos that make you laugh. And when you finish laughing, you go back. The problem doesn't look quite as big anymore. 
The third thing that you have to learn is don't attempt to overprotect your child. That is something that many parents try to do. They try to protect them from things that they face. Many times when parents go through tough times when they were growing up, they don't want their children to go through any tough times. So they protect them and they don't allow them to experience any hardships. It's not sensible to shield your children from all challenges. We have to stare through life tackling challenges. You may not necessarily go into the details of your challenges, but it's unproductive to create false impressions to your children. If you can't afford something, make it clear, you can't afford it. I never spent my money knowingly buying designer labels for my children because when they were growing up, I couldn't afford it. I made it clear to them, what you really need is a roof over your head, your school fees paid, your books, a warm meal. You don't need to buy Gucci shoes. You don't need them. We can get a pair of tackies from a cheaper shop at a cheaper price. And tackies are tackies. It's not like something you're going to drop gold dust from them or something, or they'll make you run from here and develop their engines in the shoes or something. It's the same shoes. You understand? If you wear designer clothes, they're still going, if you get, if you poke a nail, it's still going to tear the clothes, even though they're designers. And that will upset me even more. So you have to demonstrate to a child that if something is not affordable, they can't have it now, at least not now. They can have it at a more affordable time. You are teaching them delayed gratification. If it is impossible to purchase those things in question, like I said, investigate pursuing a cheaper alternative, which is the best, which is the best quality that you can afford. There's nothing uglier than someone with a strong sense of entitlement and it manifests itself as gross ingratitude. I've encountered many people who believe that they are entitled to my stuff and I make it very clear to them that they are not. It's my stuff. So you can't be entitled to what I own. You have to help your child to develop the resilience that they need to outlast hard times and turn tragedy into a triumph. When a child is overpampered and shielded from trouble, it will become hard to develop the mental and emotional toughness that they need to overcome adversity. Your children need to be emotionally tough. Never be ashamed to let them know you can't afford things. Never be ashamed to let them know when things are, when you're going through a setback. There's no shame in enduring setbacks and adversity. The most successful people in the world have had to overcome terrible odds to achieve great feats. Nobody ever produced greatness from their comfort zones. You have to be true to oneself. You have to learn to communicate the truth to the next generation. It will help them resist the temptation to have unrealistic expectation and engage in expensive cover-up tactics. Your children are watching you. They're watching to see how you're going to handle what you're going through. Teach them that sometimes life deals an uneven hand, but even adversity can be overcome with patience, planning, and strategy. The final skill is you need to become accountable. You need to become accountable. You must hold yourself to a higher level of accountability. 
it is important to demonstrate those virtues that you want to see in your children. If you don't want your children to be promiscuous, don't be promiscuous even in secret because those children are smart. They know where you've hidden all your funny magazines in your house. They will find them and they will read them. And when you're here trying to talk all nice and highfalutin morality, they will know that you're nothing more than a hypocrite. And you know the funny thing? I've noticed that many people who are promiscuous in their own personal lifestyles are more judgmental of people who are demonstrating promiscuity. You'll see the men who have a series of girlfriends. Now they want their daughter to be a, a nun. <laughs> you understand? They don't want her going out to see anyone. But they've got, they're dating women all over the place. They're even dating, if they even had the chance, some of them would even be making a play for their daughter's friends. But because they know the nonsense that they do, they know what the, the people are capable of. So they now start to flex their muscles around their little girls and their little boys. But you have to be accountable. What you do in uh, moderation, your children will do in excess. It is irresponsible for you not to have any sort of parental control on your television, giving your children access to shows that they have no business watching. And it is irresponsible for you yourself as a Christian to be watching those shows to be feeding the lust of your eyes. Why? Because maybe one day when you finished watch, watching those shows, you forget to put the parental control on and your children will come and watch them. And then you wonder, why are they behaving like this? It's because you have modeled the bad behavior to them. You know, the first president of one of the major social media companies once confessed that social media was designed specifically to get children and people addicted to their devices and isolated from other humans in real life. Sadly, it is working quite well. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, I've taken you through four things, four skills that a parent needs to be able to have while raising the next generation. First of all, knowing what weapons to engage in discipline Secondly, perfecting the balancing act between despair and humor. Number three, do not be tempted to overprotect your child. And number four, become accountable and become a decent model for your own family. Thank you for listening to me today. This has been Tolu George on Everyday Living on Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. God bless you and see you next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.